Okay, thank you for listening to Beyond the Court Ministries. My name is Destiny Hughes Santos. If you're busy and you want to learn more of the Word, this is a place where you can grow in the Word of God and get something and apply it practically to your life. So thanks again for listening, and I hope you enjoy the Beyond the Court Ministries podcast. Hey, welcome to episode 25. I just want to take a moment and thank all my audience for listening. I do apologize that it has started taking me a little while to get episodes posted, but I will try to post them as quickly as possible. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please feel free to rate it on iTunes and write a review. Um, That helps get the message out there even more, but I hope that you have been enjoying it. I know I have. And so we have been studying the book of Luke and we have been in Luke chapter 6, which is what we started last time. And last time, just a quick recap. We talked about the dangers of religion. It was one of my longest episodes. I really got a lot out of that Bible study and I hope you did as well. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, I do encourage you to go back to listen to what we talked about last time regarding the dangers of religion. Today, we're going to pick back up in Luke chapter 6 and we're going to be in verse 12. And it says, one day soon afterward, Jesus went up on a mountain to pray and he prayed to God all night. At daybreak, he called together all of his disciples and chose 12 of them to be apostles. Here are their names. Simon, whom he named Peter, Andrew, Peter's brother, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called the Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who later betrayed him. Verse 17. Well, no, actually, I want to pause right there. So right off the bat, in verse 12, it says, One day, soon afterward, Jesus went up on a mountain to pray, and he prayed to God all night. And then in the next verse, it said, At daybreak, that's when he called together all his disciples, and he chose the 12 apostles from there. I really want to highlight how Jesus stayed up praying all night. As we seek to follow Jesus and and model him in our lives, if he stayed up praying all night and shortly after he chose his 12 apostles, I think there is something to praying long hours in God's presence and actually having God speak strategy to us. I think Jesus' prayer throughout this night was strategic. He was specifically looking for people to choose and it was important the people he chose. I think there's kingdom strategy that God wants to give us about what's to come, about people to choose, next idea, you know, anything that is related to God's kingdom that we can go into his presence just like Jesus and seek to really ask God for wisdom and and receive strategy from the Lord. So I thought that was uh, pretty interesting that Jesus did that. And the first point that I want to make is that God chooses us and he is intentional about who he chooses and how. There's many scriptures that talks about how God chooses us and he searches for people he can use. And there's a few I want to read. So one of them is found in John chapter 15, verse 16. And this is Jesus talking to his disciples. And he said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. And that's John chapter 15, verse 16. So even in that verse, Jesus is saying, you know, you didn't choose me. I chose you. 
Another verse that highlights how God chooses us is Matthew chapter 22, verse 14. Again, this is Jesus talking, and he just gave a parable about a wedding feast. In the last verse of this parable, in verse 14 of Matthew chapter 22, he says, For many are called, but few are chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. Another scripture is found in Psalms chapter 14, verse 2, and it says, The Lord looks down from heaven on the entire human race. He looks to see if anyone is truly wise, if anyone sees God. Here's God looking, he's seeking, he's searching. Another verse, and this is actually found in Luke chapter 18, so we'll get to it eventually. But in Luke chapter 18, verse 8, again, this is Jesus talking. He just gave a parable about a woman who went to a judge constantly. And the last verse of that parable, Jesus says in verse 8 of Luke chapter 18, he says, I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? And so I just wanted to read that verse because he's saying, hey, when I return, how many on earth will I find that truly has faith? So with all the verses I just read, all of them had something to do with God seeking us out, God choosing us. He's constantly looking for people. And even in the verse we read today in Luke chapter 6, he went on the mountaintop to pray and when he came down he chose and I think during that mountaintop experience he was seeking out who he could use and he still is doing that I know last time in the last episode we talked about how Jesus is constantly interceding for us he sits at the right hand of the father pleading for us and making intercessions for us and I also believe that he is still looking to see who he can use to help spread his message and so that's point number one is God chooses us So point number two that I saw is God desires to use us. I thought it was interesting in verse 13 of Luke chapter 6. It says at daybreak, he called together all of his disciples and chose 12 of them to be apostles. So that stood out to me. He he called together all his disciples. So he had more than 12. Later in Luke chapter 10, when we get there, we'll see that he actually he sent 72 other disciples out to do some ministry work. So he had a lot of disciples, but among his disciples is when he chose the 12 apostles. If you look up the definition of apostle, it's the original 12 that Jesus chose to carry out his message. And so he had many disciples, but he chose 12 of them to be apostles or 12 of them to carry out his message specifically to the ends of the earth and we wouldn't know christianity today if it wasn't for those 12 disciples even judas iscariot who later betrayed jesus was specifically hand chosen for that purpose to fulfill prophecy Uh, jesus had to die and so someone had to betray him and so jesus knew that and he chose him in that 12 and then the rest of them just knowing their story later in in the book of acts and how when jesus ascended to heaven, how they went out and received power by the Holy Spirit to go and spread the gospel and perform miracles in the powerful name of Jesus. And and they really were all martyred for Christ. And I don't want to go into a whole different message, but if it wasn't for those 12 disciples, Christianity would have never spread. And so how did out of all the disciples, Jesus specifically chose those 12? And so for me, what I got from this is Jesus chose those apostles from his disciples. It didn't say that he chose 
them from the crowd. There were crowds that followed Jesus too, and we're about to actually read that. But he chose them from the disciples. And so to me, that shows that my proximity to God is connected to my purpose. The closer I am to God, the more he can use me. You know, I'm available. I'm available to be used by God. So I actually want to go ahead and pick up in verse 17 real quick and read the rest of the verse. So in Luke chapter 6, verse 17, it says, When they came down from the mountain, the disciples stood with Jesus on a large level area surrounded by many of his followers and by the crowds. So pause for a second. I'm, I'm not reading anymore. So in verse 17, it just made a distinction between the disciples and the crowds. He said when they came out of the mountain, they stood on a large level area surrounded by many of his followers or disciples and by the crowds. So right here showing that disciples and the crowds, they're two different people. Crowds, they followed Jesus, but they weren't necessarily a disciple. You can be in a crowd and not necessarily be a disciple. Okay, so now I'm picking back up where I left off. So verse 17, after it says, Surrounded by many of his followers and by the crowds, there were people from all over Judea and from Jerusalem and from as far north as the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon. Verse 18, They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, and those troubled by evil spirits were healed. Everyone tried to touch him because healing power went out from him and he healed everyone. In verse 20, it says, Then Jesus turned to his disciples and said, and we're going to pause right there because I'm not getting into the Beatitudes until the next episode. But you see how he turned to the disciples and said, he didn't turn to the crowds and say. And so what that shows me regarding this second point, how God desires to use us, he desires to use his disciples. And so I have to make a decision if I'm going to be just in a crowd following Jesus and what can the crowd represent well they followed Jesus right they believed but they probably just followed him from a distance really didn't follow him to have a relationship with him but occasionally would receive benefits I mean Jesus the Bible said he healed everyone he healed everyone one time he fed everybody you know uh so they got blessed the crowd got blessed but they weren't necessarily a disciple and so i can make a decision do i want to be just in the crowd do i want to just know about jesus occasionally receive his blessing but at a distance not really pursue a further relationship with him when jesus chose his apostles you know for specific use he looked at the disciples he looked at those who not only were following him for what he can give them but following him because because they were hungry on what he could teach them on building a relationship with him and so I desire to be a disciple and not only that from the disciples there's even more to come so do I want to be in a crowd do I want to be a disciple and do I want to be handpicked for a specific use you know they were handpicked for a specific use among the disciples and there's a scripture I want to read it's found in first Peter chapter 4 and I'm gonna pick up in first Peter chapter 4 verse 7 and it says the end of the world is coming soon therefore be earnest and disciplined in your prayers most important of all continue to show deep love for each other for love covers a multitude of sins verse 9 cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay verse 10 god has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts use them well to serve one another verse 11 do you have the gift of speaking then speak as though god himself were speaking through you do you have the gift of helping others do it with all the strength and energy that god supplies then everything you do will bring glory to god through jesus christ all glory 
and power to him forever and ever. Amen. And that was 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7 through 11. And I wanted to read that because it says that God has given us a variety of spiritual gifts. It may be the gift of speaking. It may be the gift of helping others. Helping others is a gift. The Bible said, do you have the gift of helping others? Who would have thought that was actually a gift? But not everyone has a gift of helping others. And so we are to do it with the strength and energy God gives. In other places in the word of God, such as Romans chapter 12, verse 4 through 13, and 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 through 31, I'm not going to read those, but also in those other verses, it talks about different variety of gifts and how we are one body of Christ and how all of us serve a purpose in the body of Christ. And so we are to use our gifts for his glory. And so when Jesus chose these 12 disciples in Luke chapter 6 as apostles, that's a specific gift, an apostolic gift gift. They were the first to carry the good news. That was a gift. There's other gifts. The gift of prophecy, the gift of healing, the gift of faith, the gift of encouragement, the gift of hospitality, the gift of serving. There's tons and tons of gifts, but God wants to use those who are available. And so the first point of this message was one, God chooses us. We don't choose him. He chooses us. Okay. Now, when we feel him calling us, that's up to us to say, okay, Lord, yes, I surrender. I decide to make you the Lord and Savior of my life. I decide to follow you. Okay. That's our response. Second point is then God desires to use us. That's what happened to these disciples. He called them. He chose them. They decided to follow him. So they became disciples. And then he now is desiring to use them because they're his disciples. Now he's starting to speak to their gifts. And before I can be used by God in a power powerful way, I have to be willing to be a disciple. And one, I have to understand that God desires to use me and he has a plan and a purpose for me. And I'm part of the body of Christ and he desires to use my specific gifts that I can bring. But I can't be in a crowd for him to choose me. I have to be one of his disciples. And so that was what I got from that second point is the distinction between the crowd and the disciples. And then the third part of this message is God will equip us. You know, it's one thing for God to choose us. And then it's another thing for God to wants to use us. And then we're just thrown out by ourselves, not knowing what we're doing. That's not how God works. He called these disciples. He chose them. They decided to follow him. Now he's specifically saying, okay, you are my apostles. I want to specifically use you to carry my message. And so now he desires to use them, but he didn't leave it at that. You know, that's why I wanted to read Luke chapter 6 verse 20 right before it gets to the Beatitudes and Jesus starts to teach, which is known as his Sermon on the Mount. But it says, then Jesus turned to his disciples and said, so the rest of the book of Luke, when we read it, this whole time, now Jesus is going to be teaching his disciples. He's going to be teaching them through parables. He taught them by example. He taught them just by his message and his and his wisdom. And so he equipped them. He prepared them before they just got launched out to be used. And so that's the third point is God will equip me. You know, I don't have to be afraid. God will equip me. And so how does he do that? Well, God equips us through his word, through the power of the Holy Spirit, and also through discipleship and mentorship, which is usually through a church. And so I want to read a few verses of scripture to highlight this last point in regards to God teaching and equipping us through his word. I want to read 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 through 17. And it says, all scripture is inspired by by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip 
his people to do every good work. And that was 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 through 17. And right there in that verse, it's saying that the scripture is inspired by God. And then it's used in verse 17. It says he uses the word of God to prepare and equip us to do his work. So what is one way God equip us after he chooses us, after we understand that, you know what? I have a gift. I have something I can bring to the kingdom of God. He desires to use me. And we understand that God wants to use us. Then it's like, okay, Okay, now he wants to equip us. And how does he does that? Well, he does it through the word of God. I should develop a hunger to read the word of God. That's part of the reason why I personally wanted to start this podcast. It's because I believe that there's so much in the word of God that we miss just because a lot of times we don't take the time to, to really dive in and read it. And there's so many practical wisdom from the word that we can apply to our lives. It's like hidden treasures. In Proverbs, it says wisdom is like hidden treasure, more valuable than rubies and silver and gold and so part of my heart for this podcast is to help us put the word of God in our lives and help us be equipped through that but I also think you know in our own personal individual private lives everyone should have their own devotion in the word of God there's plenty of Bible reading plans one of the apps that I use is through the Bible app and they have a ton of reading plans with the one I'm on you can read the Bible in a whole year you know there's some that maybe you just want to read the New Testament or maybe you just want to read the Old Testament but I encourage everyone to try to be disciplined and reading the Word of God not out of a religious duty right but because God's wisdom is in there he is in there he is in the word and he speaks to us through the word and so I just encourage us to to really um, make that a discipline in our lives okay what is another way that God can equip us and, and by the way the more we are equipped by his word the more we have a divine wisdom to be able to use our gifts because we understand a little bit more of how the kingdom of God operates because we've been fed by the word of God. Okay, so another way God can equip us is by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the scripture I want to read for that is the first one is John chapter 16, verse 13. So John chapter 16, verse 13 says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard he will tell you about the future he will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me all that belongs to the father is mine that is why I said the spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me and that's Jesus talking about the Holy Spirit so the Holy Spirit is God's presence is God with us is his power and the Holy Spirit is our comforter he's our advocate he leads us to all truth and right here Jesus is saying when the Holy Spirit comes he's going to guide you he's going to he's not going to speak on his own but he's going to tell you what he's heard from me and so that's one way that God equips us is through the power of the Holy Spirit uh, another scripture regarding the Holy Spirit that I want to read is in Acts chapter 1 and it's going to be in verse 8 again this is Jesus talking and it says but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth and that is Acts chapter 1 verse 8 
And that was Jesus speaking to his disciples, telling them, hey, when I leave, you're going to receive power by the Holy Spirit. And he's going to be the one that's going to help you be a witness for me. And that equips us to do his work and to be able to give our gifts to him and use our gifts to serve his body. There's many ways that God can equip us. But the last one I want to mention is through discipleship, one-on-one mentoring, being fed by a pastor or a spiritual leader. And the scripture I want to read for that one is Ephesians chapter chapter 4 and it's going to be verse 11 and 12 and so Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 says now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church the apostles the prophets the evangelists and the pastors and the teachers their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church the body of Christ and that was Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 through 12 these are gifts that God gives to the church the apostle prophets evangelists pastors and teachers their responsibility he specifically got people whose their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church the body of Christ and so that's another way that God equips us is through people through his body through the church through discipleship you know that's why going to church is important being fed the word of God is important having spiritual discipleship and accountability in our lives is important because those are gifts that God gives to people to help equip us and so God uses people to help equip people and so that's the last point of this message was that God he will equip us so we don't have to be afraid we know that he will prepare us he won't call us to do something and then not give us the resources and the equipment that we need to do it so overall what can we get from this message today based on the passage we read today in Luke chapter 6 well number one God chooses us and not only does he chooses us he's very intentional on how and who he chooses and he stayed up all night praying about this and uh, the second point is God desires to use us not only is God intentional about choosing us and we read a ton of scriptures that highlight that point but also he chose the apostles from the disciples and so my proximity to God matters so he not only chose the apostles he desired to use them and he gave them the apostolic gift they were the first original people to carry the good news you know Christianity wouldn't exist today without those apostles and so just like he gave them that gift God is choosing us he calls us and he does that in his own way but however God chooses us whenever we are introduced and we hear the good news and we're faced with a decision whether I want to give my life to Christ or not that's God's way of choosing us he is constantly looking who can I choose he has a specific plan and purpose for us but I cannot walk in my plan and my purpose for God until I become a disciple first he wants to choose me then he wants to use me and the only way I can be used by God is to be a disciple of God and a disciple is someone who's hungry for him desires to learn desires to grow and desires to have him use us and so in the Bible we know he gives us gifts and we're all part of the body of Christ especially after we make that decision to follow him and God desires to use that and then the third point is after I know okay God chose me he wants to use me I got something I can offer that he created in me now I know he's gonna equip me I'm not gonna just be by myself and not know what I'm doing he wants to equip me through his word as a disciple I, I need to be hungry for his word I need to read it what does it say what does he say what are his teachings the second way he equipped us is by the power 
power of his Holy Spirit. That is God's presence with us and he is there to equip us and to give us power and the anointing to do what we do. Not because of anything in our own human strength, but because the power of the Holy Spirit is within us. The 12 apostles shared the gospel all around the world, but they wouldn't have been able to do it in their own human strength. It was because of the power of the Holy Spirit. When the power of the Holy Spirit came upon them in Acts, that's when we see the gospel spread after they received the Holy Spirit. So he is really the most important part of being equipped to do God's work. And then the last way, well, there's many ways God can equip us. I don't want to limit God or put him in a box. But the last one that we're going to mention on this podcast is he equips us through the church, through discipleship, through mentorship, spiritual leadership. And that's where we see the fivefold ministry, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And their job is to equip the people of the body of Christ. And there's many people with that gift. There's many people with the gift of prophecy, many people with the gift of teaching, many people with the gift of evangelists or apostles or many pastors out there that have that anointing by the Holy Spirit that God is using to equip people. And that's why I'm really big on getting connected to a local church because a lot of times they'll have different ministries you can be a part of that will help you grow, help you learn, help you grow in leadership and help you be properly equipped so that you can serve in the church and that you can do all that God's called you to do. So that's the message for today. I hope it was a blessing to you and let's just end in prayer. So Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you, God, that you have a plan and a purpose for us. And Lord, I thank you that just like you stayed up all night praying and then you chose your apostles, I thank you that you are still seeking out who you can use. And so Lord, I thank you that you choose us. I thank you that you have a desire to use us. And I thank you that you equip us. And Lord, I pray that everyone listening to this podcast will have a fresh hunger to want to be used, a hunger to not just be in the crowd, but to truly be a disciple, to truly follow you, to truly grow in you, to truly seek you. And so Lord, I pray that you will equip them. I pray that those listening, that you will give them a hunger for your word. I pray you will equip them through your word. I pray that you would move your Holy Spirit powerfully in their lives, that you would bring different men and women in their lives that can help train and equip them uh, through the church and through life. And Lord, we just thank you for the plans and the purpose you have for us. God, I pray that just like Isaiah said, here I am, Lord, send me. I pray that you would see those hearts that are burning to be used by you. And so Lord, I thank you that there's many people out there with many, many gifts. And I pray that you will help them realize what those gifts are and use it for your glory. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. I always like to give an opportunity for someone to give their life to Christ if they haven't already. So if this is your first time listening to the podcast or you have not yet made the decision to follow Jesus Christ and you may say, okay, well, what does that even look like? I don't even know if I made the decision to follow Christ. Well, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. So how to know for sure? Well, you just believe in your heart, Jesus Christ and Lord, and you confess with your mouth. Confession repenting, asking God to not only forgive you for your sin, acknowledging your sin, but also turning from those sin, confessing it, and then turning away from it, and asking God to give you help from the Holy Spirit to walk this thing out. And so, if you want to make that decision, and you just kind of need guidance and a prayer, then I want to help lead you. And so, if that's you, I want you to repeat after me, and I want you to say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for saving me. And God, I believe that you are the Son of God and that you came and was born of a virgin, lived a holy life, 
just to die for me, to take my place, to take my sins. And so, Lord, I confess my sins to you. I acknowledge that I am a sinner and I need a savior. And so, Lord, I ask for your forgiveness. And Lord, I ask that you would change the desires of my heart so that my life would be pleasing to you. God, I thank you for your love and I thank you for your Holy Spirit to guide me on this journey. And I ask that you would help me become a true disciple, not just a crowd follower, but a true disciple of you. And that you would equip me to do your work from here on out. And I ask his Father in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And if you prayed that prayer, congratulations. The Bible says when one sinner repents, the heavens rejoice. The angels throw a party. And so I know God is smiling from heaven. He's been waiting for you. He's been choosing you. And he's happy that you decided to follow him. And so now I just encourage you to be that disciple. Start to study his word. Get involved in the church. Be equipped. Find a leader. Be discipled. In your prayer time, ask for the Holy Spirit's help because he will guide you and he will lead you. And so thank you again for listening. I pray this was a blessing to you and have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to the Beyond the Court Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed the message today, please subscribe and share with others as I will continue to upload weekly messages. Also, if you would like a daily devotional, shoot me an email at destinyhughes20 at gmail.com. That's D-E-S-T-I-N-I-H-U-G-H-E-S two zero at gmail.com. Thanks and have a blessed day.